when a collection is sold out, it's entirely secondary market on OpenSea. Yep. And so say the somebody, the cheapest one is 0.3. And yep. then if somebody lists at 0.25, that's the new floor. Yep. And gotcha. then if somebody sweeps the floor and buys the bottom 10, the new floor is 0.5. Uh. All right, here we are. So uh, this is it. This is the first time we've done like a proper interview, right? Yeah, well, I mean, we interviewed Luke a couple of times, but he didn't have much Emphasis to say. Emphasis on the proper. Yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't have a lot to say, so apologies, Luke. <laughs> no, he said stuff. It was gonna, good. Yeah, no. no he he's actually, he's he, one of our most loyal sub- like subscribers, so we probably shouldn't like berate him too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what an idiot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we love Luke. No, nah, what a guy. He's great. If you're listening to this, Luke. <laughs> Which um, you will be. I didn't say that. <laughs> That was someone else. It wasn't just Jory. Yeah. Jory's on here already. That was our other guest, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um so actually I have I have a bit of a story. Someone um someone I'll I'll launch right into it. Someone okay. at work was talking about o- Oculus. Oculus, right? Okay. Yes. So Oculus is a VR, a VR kind yeah, yeah. of company. Yeah. And I didn't actually uh so they were like, Oh, I've been trying to so with work we have to mm. put in trade requests basically okay. so that we can um get uh, approval from different people that are working on deals yep. and and then our um our like executive manager as well just yep. to make sure there's no conflict of interest right yep. now oculus is a u.s company yep and so it's like it's not as it's definitely not as relevant but yep. still have to make sure that it's um it's like legit yeah and so one thing that was really funny was they go oh yeah like i've tried i've put in three different requests and i keep trying to like buy the wrong one i like i don't know what i'm doing i oh. need some help and I said, oh, Oculus, wasn't that the one that was bought by Facebook a couple of years ago? Yeah. And uh, and then I like looked it up and I was like, oh, yeah, it was bought by Facebook really? a couple of years ago. Oh, he would have been so confused. And then. So, then, so then I was like, oh, yeah, it's um, so you can buy it under FB, but next week you can buy it under MVRS. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I don't know if they've changed yet. I think they, I they, would have, they definitely would have changed by the time Probably. we uh, release this one. Yes. But yeah, so you can buy it under um, MVRS and, uh, and they were like, oh. Oh, that's interesting. Like, what? Like, do you think I should buy it? And then I remembered Chumath talking about, uh, which you know, Chumath Palihapitiya, yes, talking about uh, Oculus and yeah. talking about how when Facebook onboards a company like that, because yep. they they went and ac- acquired them, mm-hmm. when they do that, often what will happen is the founders will will kind of find the uh, the place kind of toxic, so yep. they'll often uh, yeah. they'll often lose a lot of control, lose a lot yep. of autonomy, yeah. And they often decide to leave. So yes. with Instagram, apparently all the original thirteen members that oh, got wow. acquired uh, left. Really? And yeah, and with o- Oculus, the original founder um, mm-hmm. has left as well. So, wow. So it's like a um, Facebook is the company killer. Yeah, but I think what's interesting about them is that they're trying to buy other companies so that they can acquire the control rather than okay. the um, not just the talent. Yeah, rather than the the talent and the idea, they okay. just want to make sure no one's competing with them. Yeah. So I think that. By buying Which that. is like kind of not what you're supposed to do, right? Yeah, and so by buying that, <laughs> they um, they were able to launch the whole metaverse yes thing because gotcha. that's a major piece of their metaverse yes. strategy. Correct, like being a part of the new the new age of crypto gaming of which and we'll stuff. We'll talk about it a little more as to whether or not just simply having VR capabilities is really the metaverse. Mm, but it was a little it was a little relevant. Uh, second relevant piece is 
Twitter's CEO, Jack Dorsey, yes, stepped down. Yes, he did. And he's turning Square into Block, Block which yeah. is going to have a focus on uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. So, yes, it will. So that's kind of cool. That's and, right. um And he's appointed a new, so, well, whoever has appointed, yeah, I don't know. appointed a new CEO. Do you know who it is for Twitter? Yeah, so his name, Okay. <laughs> no, I'm going to say it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's Paraj Aragwal. Paraj, um, that's such a good name. Or Paraj, or, yeah, I'm not 100% sure how to Prague. pronounce it. Um he is an Indian American, and he's joining the ranks of Indian American CEOs, which is True. quite cool. True. So yeah, because we've got um, Google man, right? Immigrants. Google and Microsoft are both run oh, by. Oh, Yeah. Mister Google gets paid so much money. Yeah, I think he's so he's often considered the highest paid mm. employee. Yeah. So yeah, which is a really funny thing it to think funny. about. You know, it's, it's like true. not a non-founder, non. Um, you know, anything, but he gets paid $500 million. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, just so much money. Yeah. So much money. Just it's for a, an appointed CEO, which yeah. is kind of cool. It is great. He must be good. Okay. So, uh, social media, right? Social media. It's a thing. I'd say you're our social media director, as you were trying to teach me how to use TikTok yesterday. <laughs> well, <laughs> I actually like to think that our social media is run by our great social media team here at HQLA. Ah, uh, uh, true. Uh, Andrew and Jess. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice work. That was a good one. I got to make that look natural. Um, no, but uh, yeah, TikTok. So uh, yes, what's been happening on the TikTok? Well, one thing that's been happening is we've definitely just hit a hundred subscribers. Wow. <laughs> oh no! no. <laughs> Mine ripped. I'll get you another one, hanger. Oh my gosh. Okay, so some things have been happening on social media. We hit 100 <laughs> subscribers on, 100 followers on TikTok. Woo! Yeah. That cool. was perfectly cool. well in time. That, that was time. good. Yeah. We're getting better. Yes, we are. Um, that's the goal. Better every day, Isaac. Better every day, what indeed. What do you got there? Bit of a mess. Don't worry about that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so we have a special guest on the podcast today. Spe- a very special guest. Don't we? So, okay, so how did this originate? So, um, basically, uh, we've been in contact with uh, a friend of ours who we haven't seen for a while. He is, uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk more about him when he's on here, but basically he started a project that we're really interested in and he was keen to chat about it. So, uh, Isaac's just really caught up in the confetti here, so that's okay. You should introduce him as a as a musical artist and uh yeah well i've uh, got that here digital creator oh sorry sorry yeah i'll i'll hold off okay. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right let's make databases great again why would you store your art on an excel spreadsheet when you could store it on the blockchain good, cool. and so today we've got all a very right. very special guest he's a good friend of mine and uh he's a nft genius as we're about to find out and so jory he's married to jordan and she lived most of her yes. life in australia actually which is where i met her and subsequently yeah. him and so, is it true that you flew across the world basically to, to marry her, and you came to Australia, met the girl of your dreams, met me, the man of your dreams, and <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> after spending a bunch of your time, I think, did you originally grow, grow up in LA? Uh, or for a while, I spent some time was, in LA? Yeah, I moved down there when I was four. I lived there for seven years. Great, there you go. And so, now you both live in Vancouver, and so naturally, you're an ice hockey player, and Tim Horton's drinker, and... 
right? <laughs> Tim Hortons. Um, and so uh, you've released a bunch of hip hop stuff too, right? And so um, under the under the artist name Jory, and you've got more than half a million listeners or listens on Spotify, which is super awesome. Two of my personal favorite tracks is Fake and Bounce. Great tracks. Well done. Thank you. Um, and what we're going to talk about today is your latest project, which is an NFT-based game called Basic Bats, which we'll discuss. Is that about right? Yeah, <laughs> that that's, that's about right. Wow, that's a, that's a big intro. Like a lot of people in, uh, in this space are pretty like, right. new friends, I think, because yeah. I've only been into NFTs for like less than a year. Crazy. So a lot of the, the friends I've made so far, even like close, close friends, people I know yeah. IRL or... Uh, anonymous yeah. friends that I've made on Twitter and Discord and stuff. Yeah, um, wow. None of them know anything no, about any music of that? or Australia <laughs> or my wife. So Sorry. this is dope. People will uh, <laughs> learn a bit about me. You could say he's doxxed. Yes, he just got doxxed. <laughs> but you know what? That's, I think that's a, an important thing, especially as like a, a business owner in the space launching a project because yeah. something that we'll get into uh, mm-hmm. a bit more later on uh, that mm-hmm. happens a lot is with all the anonymity. Uh, people mm-hmm. launch projects, promise the world, and then 100%. disappear, and people totally. lose money and stuff. So being doxxed totally. actually isn't a bad thing. There you go. I like <laughs> it. Very good. All right. So we're thinking, okay, so we've on HQLA, we've never talked about NFTs before, or certainly not much. Sick. We have. And so we thought it might be cool. <laughs> we have. Yeah, we I did a segment on NFTs. Oh, did you? Okay. I wasn't listening. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Super professional, Jory. Um, yeah. And so we were thinking it would be cool just for our listeners to chat about um very simply, um, how yep. would someone purchase an NFT? So say they've got either USD or Australian dollars. What's yep. the process um, to do that in as, in as simple as possible? What do you reckon? Yeah, so there's a couple of different blockchains that um, you can purchase NFTs on and uh, ERC-20 tokens or whatever that you can purchase it with. Um, the number one would be Ethereum. Okay. And uh, so ERC... NFTs um, on the Ethereum network, you buy and sell with ETH. Um, have you covered on your show how to buy crypto? Yeah, totally. So you'd need some sort of crypto on-ramp, right? So something like a Binance yeah. or what, what's some stuff that you guys use over... Uh, like in yeah, Coinbase. So, like. Right. So in the States, uh, Coinbase definitely has yep. the most users. Um, yep. In Canada, we kind of have to use either an international one like Binance or we yep. have to use some like smaller Canadian ones. Yep. Um, the biggest one among my friends is called ShakePay. It's a, ShakePay. a company based out of yeah, it's a company based so cool. out of Quebec, and uh, the reason it's called ShakePay is because they created basically like a snap streak. Um, no. Every yeah, day right. that you log in, you can shake your phone and you earn some Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, that's great. And yeah. so cool. the the longer your streak, the more you earn. Yeah, right. Um, and it's. A Canadian-based company, so here yeah, cool. e- e-transfer is really easy, like to send money around, and yep. uh, they've integrated like Canadian e-transfers right into their app, so you can just yep. send money from your bank. It takes five minutes, yep. and then you can buy Ethereum right there. Sick. Um, okay, so you've got Ethereum. Then what's the what's the next step? So you need a wallet that okay. is connectable to websites. Gotcha. Uh, there's there's a handful of them, but by yep. far the number one would be MetaMask. MetaMask, yes. yeah. There you go. Um, yep. So all you need is an on-wrap to buy ETH, and then yep. you need to make a MetaMask account, send the ETH over, and then uh, you can connect that to any NFT purchasable um, website. Like an NFT exchange sort of thing or something, mm-hmm. or something like that? Yeah, so there's, any ideas? There's like, what are some options for that? Yeah, so OpenSea.io is OpenSea, the, yep. uh, the number one. 
Binance is kind of has like a beta uh, oh, really? marketplace coming out. I did not and, know that. Uh, same with Coinbase. Yeah, it's pretty next recent. Year. Hey, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Super recent. Um, there's a couple other ones like Rarible and Foundation. Um, yep. Those can tend to be more like one-of-one art pieces. I think yes. OpenSea is definitely the number one uh, platform yep. for like collectibles. Yes. And so on and, uh, OpenSea, they've got uh -huh. the initial um, drops, but then they also have like peer-to-peer -peer secondary markets too, right? So I can buy and sell with you, me, Isaac, and stuff like that. It's kind of like eBay yeah, almost, exactly. right? So that's, that's the primary function of OpenSea. Oh, it's I the think. primary function. There uh, you go. Yeah, so is would be the secondary market. So you okay, can, so. Uh, you can. They have their own smart contracts that you can piggyback off and yep. uh, have a lower upfront cost to yep. put out your own NFTs for mm -hmm. purchase. Mm -hmm. um, but they take a huge cut, yep. and so there's. If you're doing a big project with lots of NFTs, it definitely makes more sense to uh, hire a smart contract coder and and get a customized smart contract created so that you can launch it straight from your website. True. Um, and then once your NFTs sell, mm -hmm. they show up on OpenSea and then you can uh, either sell them or trade them or whatever. When you start a MetaMask wallet and you yeah. like buy an NFT or whatever, yeah. um, OpenSea like already makes an account for you because it's just everything, everything's public ledger, it's on the blockchain. And so OpenSea yep. just like, you can look up your wallet address and you like have an account. And then Crazy. your NFT that you bought is just like in there in that OpenSea account. Wow. And then you can just like sell it. It's so, user-friendly it's just all connected interoperability yeah. Isaac. interoperability indeed <laughs> uh so i found one of the problems with like uh with all of that and with using ethereum like yeah. it's a really good starting place it's almost like bitcoin uh was a great starting place into crypto okay but mm -hmm. has all all the original pro obviously all the mining problems and everything yes so with ethereum and using that for uh, nfts uh there's so many issues that people have with gas fees yes. especially oh, yeah. when the network's busy uh and they're oh, paying yeah. 200 usd just to, um, you know, on top of on top of every yeah. other fee for minting and everything. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what what kind of like is your is your project on Ethereum and is it does it mm -hmm. experience those problems with yeah. gas fees? Yeah. So our project is based on Ethereum. Ethereum is okay. kind of like the the gold standard for NFTs. The uh, yep. the most valuable and like S tier NFTs, in my opinion, will always be on Ethereum. Yeah. Um, and I guess it doesn't matter so much the gas fees because the percentage of the gas fee to the actual value of the NFT is not so much, right? I uh, guess the problem is if you're selling... An, oh, really? Okay. If, so if you're selling a $10,000 NFT, yeah. a $2,000 gas fee is it's chips, it's nothing. But yeah. if you're selling a $50 NFT, a $200 yes. gas fee is a lot. 100%. So that's the only place that you kind of see people really struggling is the gas fee. Yeah. Um, is are when there other they're chains? buying lower... Yes. So there are other there are other Ethereum like layer two solutions like Polygon, um, ah. Matic is the ticker, yeah, yep. um, and they have super super low fees. Okay. Um, but and they actually have a lot of really nice like features that you can yep. like you can s really easily like airdrop NFTs to uh, oh, wow. to s wallet addresses. And, That's great. Um, yeah, it's it's super affordable. But okay. the problem is that say Isaac. Um, mm -hmm is starting this new social networking platform called mm -hmm. Isaac Book and okay. uh, wants to, it's, it's better than Facebook. Yep. It's, uh, it's super cool. It's easier to use. It's Great. more it. forward thinking. Um, the only problem is you got to get everyone to leave Facebook and go to Isaac yeah. Book. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's going to want to leave if, but everyone's on Facebook. So yeah. 
what if my friends don't go to Isaac book? What if, what about my grandma? You know, it's like everything, everything's not going to just move over. So it's kind of a similar thing that I see with Ethereum. And I think that's part of the reason it's going to be king for ever uh, gotcha. or for a long because, time. So the creators want to be where the buyers are, right? And the buyers want to be yes. where the good creations are. Yes. And so neither of them want to change to Solana or, or anything exactly. else because they want to be where the money's at and where the value's at. So I get it. That, that's exactly. a great example. Yeah. 100%. So we've, uh, we've all been hurting with the gas fees, especially as Ethereum yeah. climbs and as volume climbs. True. And uh, especially now that Ethereum is burning and uh, has become a deflationary token, yeah. um, every, it just keeps going up. I was yeah, right. talking to somebody the other day about um, the good old days six months ago when uh, buying NFTs on the ETH network, gas fees were like $19 or like yeah. $12. <laughs> and now, like just yesterday, I... Um, I bought an NFT called from a collection called Ape Gang. Um, oh yeah, yeah, sick project. Yeah. I uh, I've got five of them. They're they're really oh. dope. They're building some really cool stuff. Big inspiration for me actually. Sick. Um, and I bought one for, I guess US. It was I don't know maybe like two grand. Um, yep. But the gas fee was like five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I because uh, the volume was insane and and the floor was moving like crazy. Yeah, I, uh, so the floor I is had, at the minimum minimum price. So that's that just the lowest priced NFT of the collection. Yeah, understood. And when a collection is sold out, it's entirely secondary market on OpenSea. Yep. And so whoever say the somebody the cheapest one is 0.3. And yep. then if somebody lists at 0.25, that's the new floor. Yep, and gotcha. then if somebody sweeps the floor and buys the bottom 10, the new floor is 0.5. Uh, gotcha. um, so floor price is something that people talk a lot about with yeah, collectibles great. and trading and all that. Yep. Um, but it was a rare one. And so I was like, I'll just eat the gas fee because I know it'll be <laughs> worth it in the long run. But yeah, Clear. gas fees are tough, especially for people that have smaller budgets and want to get involved. Yep. I, uh, I look forward to either ETH v2 which uh, yeah. should, be, should be coming soon, which will, uh, I believe, change it from a proof-of-work token to a proof-of-stake, which will yes. reduce fees significantly, which will be similar to Cardano and Polygon. Yes, yes. Um, and so I think that ETH will be impossible to catch once that happens. But for True, now, there's good, kind of this call. window of time where other, uh, yes. other chains are trying to gain some momentum until that happens. Yep. Take at least a little slice of the market share. True. Definitely. Um, that's interesting. And I think uh, Ethereum 2.0 is something we've talked about a little bit. And uh, I'm, I'm a believer in it. I've got a bunch of my Ethereum staked. Um, Crazy. And so, yeah, I think it should be awesome. Um, so one thing we've talked about and one thing that's come up recently in the press is um, DAO operations. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a DAO hat on or does it say dads? <laughs> uh, it says Vans. <laughs> oh, I, thought, okay, I, swear had, I swear you had something <laughs> on there. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the old um, <laughs> that's each good. That's each good. I was like, take it from here. The um, the decentralized autonomous organization. Yes. So this is something that I've uh, I've only come across or in the last. As yeah. Yes. Yep. And uh, yeah, DAOs. Yeah. So um, so it seems like it's a really cool new way of raising capital. It seems like mm-hmm. special purpose vehicles were kind of what they are the equivalent in the finance world. Special purpose acquisition companies. Oh yeah, like SPAC. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but different. But uh, the difference is here uh, in in the U.S. especially, you have to be an accredited investor if you want to yes. jump in on a new idea, a new company. Right. Yep. Um, so, do you see any kind of potential for a DAO to be like a new way to raise money for a cat for a, like a company? And 
you know, could it could it be the future of corporate structures without needing that kind of accreditation? Yeah. Um, could all common people just jump in on a really cool investment opportunity? Yeah. Just because it's it's listed as a DAO and now they have access to it. Yeah. So I've uh, we've seen quite a few um, companies or brands mm-hmm. or whatever uh, yeah, yeah. that are crypto native in the NFT space um, yeah. try their hand at creating a DAO, yeah. and uh, some have just gone atrociously and <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. when you create a, a token and then everyone gets rid of it it goes down to nothing and yeah then everyone starts freaking out on twitter and saying oh my gosh my it's going down totally yeah if you still it hold it yeah you're screwed company yeah. folds yeah yeah so um we've seen that happen a couple times you definitely yeah. one thing that's cr- kind of crazy about this uh this market right now is it's a lot of guys that just were early to something yeah and this is a super specific niche market and it's like everyone that's anyone that's been around long enough is an expert and it's people are desperately looking for knowledge that you could only have if you've been like a part of the space every day for the last however many months or years and so um a lot of these people are going i can make a million dollars by creating this thing whether it's a, a DAO or a collection and of NF, NFTs or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, they do it and they don't know how to run a business. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. huge problems wow. happen because these Good aren't, call. these aren't business owners and uh, yeah. CEOs. They're uh, a lot of, some of them are 17 year olds that yeah. live at home and are in yeah. school and have the homework to do. Yeah. Um, and I mean, one shout out Shamdu. There's this one 16 year old that's still in high school and at school. And uh, he created a, a DAO um, okay. that I'm actually like invested in yeah, yeah. Um, and he's doing super well. Actually, he's really crushing wow. it. Um, he Does it had have a really particular cool goal. Oh yeah. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. So this really cool idea that he would do a 10,000 um, NFT PFP, like profile pick yep. collection. Yep. Um, he piggybacked off another collection called uh, nouns. Um, okay or noun DAO because he wanted the focus not to be on the art or the collectability or whatever. Uh, he wanted to be on the fact that it's a DAO. Yep. Um, and so he created uh, a token called head. <laughs> and um, if you own one of the NFTs and you stake it, so yep. you lock it up, you yep. pay a gas fee, lock it up, put it in yep. a different wallet so that it won't, um, you can't sell it unless you yep. like unstake it, pay another gas mm-hmm. fee, whatever. And so if you stake it, you earn head. Ah. And uh, he had a certain amount of tokens. And yeah. the way he promoted the project was he said, I'm going to sell these 10,000 NFTs. Yeah. It'll earn $4 million or whatever. And then uh, I'm going to take 80% of that and buy super high value blue chip NFTs. Yeah, cool. Um, and then put that in the vault and then all 10,000 uh, head DAO NFTs or NFT holders um, yep. will own a fraction yep. of the vault. Depending on and, how many uh, you own or whatever is your fraction, yeah, right? Yeah, the more you own, yeah. the higher your fraction is. And Great. then uh, you can stake them, earn this token, and this token so is kind of a representation of the vault. And yep. um, they have a, a list price for the vault that somebody could buy it out, get all these, like, oh, wow. all of our NFTs, and then it would be like fractionally split. split. Yep. Yeah. So, cool. um, so that's a really cool idea. I like it. And uh, I've been super excited about that. I can't believe he's 16 year old. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah, they've, they've done really well. Like, I think the floor for HeadDAO right now is like a quarter of an ETH um, wow. to get one of the NFTs. It's only been around for a month. Um, wow. And that one's doing well. He just launched uh, either early this morning or late last night that they are doing uh, a like blockchain game. And they're going to be using head tokens to operate in the game. So now we, you can burn tokens to get characters and there's yeah. going to be this whole functioning game. Um, and so it's really cool applications for a DAO. And the other big... Um, kind of DAO situation I've been involved with was a, uh, a company called ENS, mm-hmm. uh, which stands for Ethereum Name Service. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they supply the .eth domains. Um, yeah, cool. And I had a couple like NFT influencers that I follow that um, had these .eth names and they were talking about it and saying how cool it was. So yeah. I checked it out. And uh, the tech behind it is that you can replace that super long however many digit wallet address so say yeah. like your metamask wallet yeah. it'd be like zero x f one eight nine six million digits yeah and uh, especially when you're running like multiple wallets say you've yeah. got like a, a hardware wallet they use with a certain metamask wallet and then you've got two yeah. hot wallets for minting just in case you hit a scam <laughs> like all that stuff <laughs> yeah um it's really hard to organize them and yeah. so when that gets replaced with a name like nath.eth it's really easy to organize them and uh and operate between them and then also if somebody's like hey bro thanks for having me on your podcast i'll send you 0.1 eth what's your wallet address you say just they thought he sent it over yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's uh, great so much easier cool, these guys and so then when i when i checked it out they actually had bitcoin address eth address doge address yeah. all these different ones that you can put uh wallets wow. that you want things to get directed to and then people can send you all those different cryptos just to nath.eth and it'll go straight yeah. to the respective wallet that you set it up for. Yeah, it's um, very similar to buying uh, a domain name in 1999. You know, uh, exactly. you're, buying, you're buying some of the original Do they names. take a little cut or something every time there's a transfer in and out of the wallet? No. No. But wow. you, uh, so you pay, it's kind of like buying a domain now. Okay, you just pay um, it from. So it's, it's $5 a year. You can get like okay. a year, five years, 10 yeah. years. Um, yeah. If you're, oh, if it's five letters or more, it's only five bucks US a year. Um, the the gas fee is really the most expensive part. Um, but if it's four letters or three letters, um, significantly more expensive. Yeah, like hundred bucks a year. If it's three letters, it's like I don't know, five hundred bucks a year or whatever. Yeah, right. It's um, still reasonable compared to some domains. Like some domains totally. go for fifty, hundred grand. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And so I uh, I thought the tech was so cool. And yeah, it's great as we move more into web three and, and mm-hmm. the extremely digital world, um, mm-hmm. I think dot ETH domains are going to be really important there and valuable in the future. So I Pretty bought, here. um, I like it. yeah, I bought, I bought a, uh, my first ENS domain, which was just like my crypto username that I used for a couple exchanges. And then I was like, Oh, yeah. let's see if it's free. And it was, so I bought it. And yeah. then, um, then I got basicbats.eth because I yep. wanted to, have it for the like company wallet yeah. and then i managed to get jory.eth which felt so <laughs> yeah. baller to get yeah. like a four digit one and it's literally just my first name oh it felt yeah. so good so um then ens put out this big message on i think november 1st that they were starting a DAO and yep. they were going to airdrop free tokens to early adopters yep. and they took a screenshot on halloween 
of all the wallet addresses that had gotten .eth domains up until yeah. that point. And so if you didn't have one before that, you don't get free tokens. But if you did, which wow. all three of mine yeah. were, um, yeah. then I got free tokens. All sick. And uh, so everyone on Twitter was freaking out about it. It was like yeah. everyone's saying like, damn, ENS really just dropped a stimulus <laughs> check on the NFT community and like all this stuff. And like yeah. people are like, I just paid off my car. Like, and I was Dang. like, dude, how much is this worth? So then I checked it out and they airdropped me 500 tokens and they were 30 bucks US per token. Wow. And so it was like 15 grand US. Wow. And um, then it ended up almost tripling the next day. Um, and they just sent me that because I bought those $5 domains like what the heck? a few months <laughs> before. And so they gave like half the tokens to the community and stuff. Yeah. And then they have the more tokens you have, the more like voting power you have on yeah. um, issues and plans and, and goals and directions of the company and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, got, it's really interesting, yeah. not just for like the value of tokens, but also like voting power, um, especially with a company that big that is going to have like, I'm sure, major um, collaborations with some of the biggest companies in the world. Um, Budweiser just bought beer.eth on the secondary market from probably <laughs> oh, some really? kid that, yeah, some kid Dang, bought it, flipped like, it a couple of years ago and, so and flipped it for like a couple hundred grand. So yeah, um, it's it's funny seeing all the, uh, I saw somebody on Twitter the other day bought Amazon.eth. Yeah, that's like, the way to go. Yeah, hey, yeah. yeah. Just predict what like, needs uh, to be bought later and then just buy yeah, a he, bunch of them, flip them for just, heaps more. Yeah, he added Bezos and was like, hit me up, Jeff, when you're ready. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, so good. it's pretty funny. Yeah. But those are the two kind of in, uh, like, experiential um, yeah. situations I've had with DAOs. And, um, yeah, they're great. Yeah, I've been, it's been positive so far, but I've seen, I've seen some bad ones happen, but I haven't been a part of them, yeah. which is good. Yeah. yeah. But DYOR. Is yeah. the key to know the person, who, do you call it, is, is someone called a founder if they start the DAO? I guess you'd call them a founder mm -hmm. of the DAO, right? Yeah. Is the key to knowing them and knowing that they're like a reliable source? Because it sounds like both the situations yeah. that you have been involved with the DAO, one was with an organization that was really reputable. The yeah. other one was someone who you knew or you'd seen pro, you know, work you'd done before. As yep. opposed to just jumping in a hype DAO that just sounds like a cool thing that everyone's in and then you just get screwed. 100%. It sounds like there's some method there to your madness. Yeah, uh, entirely. That's yeah. It's just a lot of research. Yeah. Uh, another really good thing is uh, Discord. It's the, it's the yeah. best tool. Um, you just hop in a Discord and yep. say, what's up, guys? Or good morning. <laughs> yeah. Or like, yep. I don't know, whatever. And the response, you can yep. figure out pretty quick what the community is like. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, some sometimes I'll jump into Discord and I'll be like, "Hey, like, so what's going on here or whatever?" And then like <laughs> one of the moderators will reply right away and say like, "Oh, this is what we're about." And then people will be like, "Hey, welcome to the Discord," and super happy and positive. Yeah. And um, other Discords just like you won't get a reply and yeah, I'll right. a bunch of times and people are okay. like, "Why is the floor dropping?" And it's like, Ugh, like negative vibes, you know? <laughs> yeah. hundred um, percent. Yeah, cool. And Do you ever use Telegram? Is that a thing? Telegram is a thing. Okay. Um, it, I don't use it a ton. Okay. Um, I know that Telegram's really, really big with like altcoins and yes. altcoin communities and startups yep. and stuff. Um, yep. But as far as NFTs, it seems like Discord's really, okay, Discord. Discord and Twitter are, are really yep. kind of running the show, yep. um, which I like because I think that they're really like easy to use and fun. Yeah, Discord um, definitely seems like the future of work with uh, Web3. Like, there's a lot of people that are straight up 
like heaps of developers that are straight up quitting their jobs mm. and going and joining a Discord. Yeah. And doing yeah. and then you know they seem to be working on these DAOs and then immediately instead of making 150 grand in in um, Silicon Valley, it's like oh they're they're suddenly crypto millionaires because yeah. they're w- launching this really cool project. Yeah. And yeah. um and so yeah, being being a part of some of those early discords, it's like it seems so silly if you put it in the context of current work and you know working for twelve dollars an hour and you know serving people oh, and yeah. then you know jumping onto jumping onto Discord. Um, and joining this community, it's like oh, suddenly, suddenly these people are able to use the skills that they've actually been building yep. to kind of redistribute a lot of that wealth. It's um, it's sure. very interesting. And it's on a like it's a exponential trajectory where you'd mm-hmm. usually only get that if you're like fa- like the founder of some massive business. Whereas these people right. can still just work for someone's idea and yep. own such a large portion of it that they can see mm-hmm. that as well. So yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, we but have. Yeah. Um, we have uh, something that happened recently, and I think it's is it is it the biggest thing that's happened in DAOs? I don't know if it's the biggest, but uh, seems to got the most, uh, I guess, attention. Yeah, it did get the most attention. The Constitution DAO, yeah, the um, <laughs> the one that came together to uh, to purchase these. <laughs> Maybe this is an example of a failure. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So the second. But it was cool. Yeah. So the second uh, copy of the Constitution out of thirteen, yes. I think it was. Yeah, I think thirteen. So yeah, original constitution. It was selling at uh, what was it, Sotheby's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sotheby's. Yeah, and um, and one of the I think one of the main issues. Well, I think there were two main issues, right? Okay, right. Okay, so we had we had dilution. So basically, yep. everyone can just continually yeah. pour in money. Yeah, you don't know so what you part think, you own. Yeah, you think that you're mm. buying two percent. If you got in really early, and you invested a million dollars, and there was only ten million in it, you think that you own ten percent of the constitution. Yeah. And then people continuously pour in money until it's at 47 million. And now all of a sudden you own less than like you own 1%, you own 2%. Yeah. So yeah. I think that was a, that's a huge issue with DAOs uh, at the moment. And yeah. I'm sure that can be resolved mm-hmm. with, um, with some future planning around certain DAOs. Right. I don't know if you know of any that have um, percentage splits and you can only, you can only invest a certain amount, but um, we've also, well, we've also, s- yeah. Yeah. I was we've just going to say, just like head DAO, they, uh, there's only 10,000 NFTs. And so they're, the price of the NFTs might fluctuate, but you can yep. only own... That's true. You, you can only own a certain as, p- yeah, percentage of that. So yeah. are people excluded after a certain point to, to putting in more money though? Like, can they continuously pour in more um, only, crypto? Only, only if there's more listed. Yeah. So if there's, none, if there's none for sale, then you yeah. can't buy any. Right now, I yeah, believe okay. 76% of all head DAO NFTs are staked, earning head. Okay. And um, so that leaves 24% that aren't staked, and there's only like 18% that are listed uh, on OpenSea for purchase. So yep. um, it's a pretty small. Okay, so that kind of solves the first problem. Yeah. Once that 18% yeah, right. is purchased, then there, there's no more to buy. And no, that's right. List. For sure. No, right. Yeah, no, that's cool. And, um, and the second issue that yes. I was going to talk about is actually. Uh, the, so the transparency is really good for uh, people yeah. that are jumping in on a project and they're like, okay, we can see exactly what this project's doing. We can see what they're working on. You know, that's, that's all well and good. But the problem in this case was that they said how much money they were going to raise and they said how much money they were going to spend on the constitution. Yeah. And in an auction, you want to keep information private. Yeah. So mm. there's, um, cause you don't, cause if you say you're going to spend 47 million, so what actually happened and we've actually talked about this guy before. This guy Ken Griffin, who is the CEO of Citadel, 
He um mm. he was involved in the GameStop and Robin Hood saga. I don't know if you saw any of that. <laughs> and yep. um that was in in March 2020. And yeah. um I think it was March. Was, was it, it March? that long? No, ago? no, no, March March 2021. March this year. Yeah, March 2021. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yeah, um yeah, and so um and so basically he saw that they were going to spend 47 million on the constitution. Yeah. And he could literally just bid for 47 million and $1 <laughs> and yeah. all of those gas fees, all of those people that had invested in the in the Dow just got screwed over because yeah. now they now they can't own it. So Yeah. Yeah, so I I guess there's yeah, I guess there's the problem on um transparency is good and bad, right? Yeah, transparency is good and bad. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't, know, yeah, I don't good, know if you've seen any good, some applications, yeah. but not enough. Yeah, that's right. Uh, probably most applications. Um, and so, yeah, they're doing yeah. refunds now. Um, but the problem with the refunds is that they're saying when that because the gas when fees, they it's more yeah, the gas fees, so it's like it's gone. So, I don't know. They're saying like the founders of like um, this DAO probably won't get any of their money back because it'll go towards um, filling that hole, which were the gas fees. But oh, anyway, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, um, I think okay, one. Uh, no oh, games. yeah, I was just going to say we should move on to, to gaming. Yes, I think we should yeah. too. Um, so, okay, so gaming in general, would you... So, okay, so what's the... Is the biggest game... The biggest game we could find is called Axie Infinity. Is that yeah. probably true? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, and how would you describe sure. that for someone who's never seen it? Um, it was made, I believe, in 2016. Um, okay. Super early. Yeah, true. And, um, or at least I believe it was in development back then. Great. Um, I don't know when it actually launched or how, because I'm I'm not an Axie Infinity player. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people that are, but yeah. um, it, to my knowledge, is kind of like Pokemon but with yeah. NFTs. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you like battle other um, Axies, and <laughs> yeah. you can yeah. uh, you can also breed them. And uh, they basically can only breed a certain amount of times, like four or five times, uh, uh, maybe three times. And uh, yeah. so if you and you buy and sell axes on the marketplace. Yeah. Um, and so there's kind of a barrier to entry because you need to have like a thousand bucks to buy an axie or whatever. And I think you need three to play. Um, oh, wow. And so the cheaper ones are the ones that have already breeded a few times so that you can only yeah. breed them like one more time or they're done breeding yeah. or whatever. Yeah, gotcha. Um, yeah, right. And then if you get one that hasn't breeded at all, then you can breed it multiple times and then you can sell the offspring, which are like Dang. axes that have never been breeded. Interesting. And so they're, they're high value. And, yeah. uh, or you could so keep them and, some, and breed them as well. Can you breed axes that you've bred? I don't know. I think so. <laughs> um, but Sorry, so there's I'm two, overthinking this. There's, there's, uh, there's two tokens uh, okay. that they created. So there's AXS, which is their mm -hmm. like governance token, their main token. And then there's yeah. SLP, which is Small Love Potion, I believe. And that's what uh, you <laughs> burn to ah, uh, breed. Gotcha. And so it's kind of just like an in-game currency. Yeah. But both are like listed on CoinMarketCap. And you can, you can okay. on various swaps, uh, swap them for ETH or for Stablecoin or whatever. Gotcha. Um, so they have they have value and you earn it in the game. And there's little uh, little um, like goals and yep. objectives that you can do and you earn SLP. Yeah. Um, and so there was a really really big boom earlier this year with Axie uh, yeah. in the Philippines. There was oh. a lot of people that are living below the poverty line and yes. they'll do insane amounts of work for like almost no pay. Yeah. And so um, there became this huge boom for Axie, if you get your hands on a, on a tablet, then you could yeah. play this game and earn SLP that you could swap for crypto and you'd be yeah. making 10 times more than if you were doing a manual labor job. And yeah. so 
actually just like took over the Philippines. It was crazy. True. It was just like take, pulling families out of poverty, this like blockchain game. And wow. um, I, I saw so many memes on Twitter when Axie was really popping. There's this one that said, uh, the IRS really wants you to tell them every time these things breed. And it was a photo of an Axie. And uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's crazy because people were making really, really good money breeding and yes. stuff. And there's a bunch of different strategies on how to have the best ROI playing Axie. But there was a couple uh, people that were early on to the game and were buying Axies for super cheap before they were in demand. And uh, so they owned like 5,000 axes, and uh, that's obviously worth a ton, but they created guilds where they would allow people to join the guild, play with their axes, oh. um, and then share the profits with the guild. Oh, so wow. then now they're basically renting out these game characters. Yeah, because so they've got so many, people, yeah. Yeah, so people can, uh, can play the game, and even if they're earning a percentage, yep. at least they didn't have to front the $1,200 to get the axes. 100%. So... There's, uh, there's been some really cool kind of like Dang. business moves with that. And AxiCoin, uh, there's this amazing uh, Vancouver um, NFT artist. He does yep. mostly digital work. He just did his first physical piece yesterday, actually, which is really cool. His name's Fuckrender, um, but the U is a V. Um, super nice guy. And he was the first person that put me onto Axie. And he just said, buy AXS. Like, yeah. don't be dumb, buy AxiCoin. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I bought some, it was like three or four dollars. How long and ago then, is this? Uh, like this year? June? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like okay. just early summer, it's like three or four Come bucks. On, and then, uh, but I barely bought any. And then okay. it went up to, it, like in one day, it went to 12 bucks, quadruple. Wow. Uh, yeah, like three to four X in yep. like a day. And I was like, yep. dude, what am I doing? <laughs> and so I, I, uh, I was like, I'll just wait and see if it comes down. I don't want to buy the top. Yeah. And uh, the next day, I think it was $24. No. And uh, I was like, you're <laughs> kidding me. And then it went, it went down to, I think, $14 maybe the next yeah. like two days. And so I loaded up on like as much yep. as I could. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it ended up, uh, it's between $150 and $200 right now. Oh, sick. Um, True. So it's uh, it's performed insanely well. So shout out Man. Fuck Render for helping <laughs> me on that one. That's um, great. That's great. That's so cool. Yeah, it, gaming's definitely really the play to earn mechanics are are very new. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that was really important for us when we were first starting to work on this project was that um, right now you can't really make money from gaming unless you have hundreds of thousands of followers, and not everyone is the personality to gain a following. Yes. And that's not everyone's strong suit and not yeah. everyone's really good at marketing themselves. Some yeah. people are just really enjoy video games and are good at it. Yeah. And so play to earn mechanics is kind of revolutionary because people yeah. will be able to um, not have to record themselves or buy all this equipment. They can literally just play a game and earn money. Yeah, um, that's cool. And uh, so I think that that's definitely a goal of ours was to be able to allow people to make money by playing a game. Um, without having to build a following. And sure. so we've seen a couple of examples of that over the summer. Um, mm -hmm. There was a game called Snook, I believe, that was on the Polygon network. And Snook. it was kind of like, okay. yeah, it was, uh, I think it's just snook.io. Um, and you are basically a snake and you like eat other snakes. And, uh, <laughs> you, you like, you take their crypto. Yeah, um, true. And so you, you actually put in like Polygon and then yeah. you can take their um, characteristics that they earn and they have value yeah. and stuff. 
yeah. which you can sell. You can sell like certain characteristics, like a crown or whatever. And so it's a way to earn money by playing the game. And so we've seen a couple ones like that, but there's whenever one comes out, a bunch copy it. Um, and usually the first couple do the best, but I mean, it's still new tech. And so we're, I think as a community, we're trying to figure out the best ways to apply it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but did you guys hear about Wolf Game that happened just a couple no, weeks ago? No, no. Okay, so this game came out called uh, Wolf.Game is the, Wolf the website. Game, yeah. And uh, there's a big NFT collector uh, slash influencer slash entrepreneur yep. um, named Beanie Maxi on Twitter. And he posted that this Wolf Game stealth launched. So they didn't do like a big marketing campaign pre-launch. Uh, they just launched, and then uh, they had 10,000 animals that you could mint. 90% of them were sheep, 10% were wolves. And um, <laughs> you could mint them, and yeah. it was, like, relatively cheap. It was a minting price. I think it was, like, 0.06 or 7 or 8 or something like that. Yeah. Um, and he posted and said, you can mint these, and you'll be able to when play When you say mint, what do you, mean, what do you mean by mint, just in layman's Oh, terms? right. Sorry. Sorry, that, that's definitely, like... Um, basics of NFTs. Um, minting is buying something like for the first time. Nice. Um, and then everything after that will be secondary sale. Awesome. So Sorry, when you launch a project, you buy it off their website, that's minting. Yeah. Matt. Um, and so it sold out like in minutes. I went to the website, it was sold out like oh, minutes after he tweeted that. And uh, then the game kind of went crazy. Within a day, the, uh, the sheep were like double or triple in value and uh, the wolves were like 10x and um, people were playing this game and basically like wolves were stealing sheep um, but you can stake your sheep and uh, earn wool tokens yep. and uh, the wool tokens like had value uh, they were like 16 cents per token but you were earning so much yep. and so then Beanie tweeted again and said um, like basically, this is wild. Sheep you can buy on OpenSea on secondary for twelve hundred dollars, but they earn twelve hundred dollars a day in wool. No way. And then they just took off. I literally, I was <laughs> on my way to work. This is my my. I think it was my last shift at yeah. my like regular job. Yeah. And I saw him tweet that, and I was like, "You're kidding me! I need to buy this, but I'm late <laughs> for work." And I went to work. And I checked halfway through my shift, and the floor went from 0.16 to yep. 2.8 ETH oh. uh, within a few hours. And, That's crazy. Oh, my heart was broken, shattered. <laughs> also, you missed, uh, you missed buying at the start. You missed buying before yeah. work. Uh, yeah. yeah. And um, plus, you could buy, like, they ended up going up to, like, a 4 ETH floor wow. for sheep. And uh, really? people were earning, like hundreds of thousands of dollars in wool tokens. Yeah. And so they've been developing the games. They, they've had a few hiccups and stuff and they had to like, there was an exploit on a contract that people were able to redeem more wool than they were supposed to. And yeah. so then they had to like migrate over the, the assets to a new contract. And, but they were kind of the first, to my knowledge, to do a game with that framework. Yeah. Um, so really, really innovative and all on chain, um, which is really cool and, and really hard to pull off. And so um, that's really, we've all been talking in the industry about how NFTs and gaming are going to be the next gold mine. But um, sure. it's cool to see like now all eyes are on gaming. And so I'm excited yeah, for and, our launch. Yeah. And deep in the mine is basic bats, right? 
Yes, you're there. Yes. So we should probably talk about Yeah, we should talk about Okay, so so first question, (laughs) uh, just simplistically, um, style and the name of it, where did that sort of come from? Um, Or nowhere. I don't know. Maybe you don't. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Like basic bats. In the summer. Who thought of that? (laughs) Well, I thought of the name. There you Um, go. But yeah, I was just at, I was visiting my dad and because I've gotten, we do, we invest in crypto like side by side and stuff. We always give each other. That's like a family thing. Well, yeah. I mean, just my dad and I. But (laughs) um, we give each other like coin picks and and then I got him into NFTs and and he's done really well with the stuff that I've got him into. So we're, we talk on the phone all the time, like about new collections and whatever. And um, so anyway, I was talking to him and I was like, man, this, uh, I feel like the problems I'm seeing with these collections and these companies is, are things that I'm good at, like, uh, yep. like running a business, uh, like entrepreneurship, hiring yep. the right people, yep. budgeting, accounting, um, just like all the main business stuff and yep. having a love for the technology and being like crypto native, being a, yep. an investor for a while and being knowledgeable and researching and being on Twitter all day and discord. And I'm like, I feel like I, I have the tools to, to do something really well. So then I started thinking like, what, where did I see like a hole in the market? And gaming was definitely it. Um, but specifically, and this was like in the spring, summer, um, our times are like April, May, June. And um, I was thinking specifically, um, what's a good way to onboard people that aren't into crypto and NFTs? Because I feel like there's a lot of barrier to entry uh, as far as just like, understanding the tech yeah. and how not yeah. to mess up. Yeah. I, I hear so many people that fall for like Nigerian yeah, Prince email scams yeah. equivalent yeah. in NFTs. Which I get is so like, much stuff on like um, Instagram, like all of those like pre-written yeah. messages with, you know, buy totally. my, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like, or even just in somebody, a collections discord, say um, the head DAO discord, somebody will message like, as their first minting, they'll they'll message a link to like head DAO, but it'll be like one letter changed. It's a Dang. website, and then it'll be a copy of the website. Except when you try uh, to mint, yeah. you just uh, you just send ETH to their wallet. It, you're not even buying anything, so, so you bad. have to like you have to triple check the URL. Yeah. But yeah. S- something like that is like, dude, that's like you fell for that. Like it's so. I feel like once you're in the space and you understand the tech, you kind of things like that become like second nature. Um, but if you're new to the space, you, that, that's easy to fall for. Um, and so I was kind of thinking about how all of us in the space, we want to see the space innovate, grow. And so we yeah. want to onboard, we want NFTs to be mainstream. We want crypto to be mainstream. Like we, uh, we're not gatekeepers. Um, we're happy about the tech and we want to see it grow. Plus, um, we make a ton of money if it grows cause we're all so early. Um, so a mobile game was kind of the first thing that came to me was something that's super accessible, um, something that uh, normies would eat up. They like everyone plays mobile games. Um, Do you say normies? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, um, Is that me? Am I, I a normie? I, I, I think no, I'm a normie. I meant, no, I think I am. No, I'm, I meant. <laughs> I actually meant uh, muggles. Um, yeah. Or, <laughs> so good. Um, yeah. So we, my dad and I were just talking about kind of what would be a good type of game. And we were talking about yeah. style games and we went over a bunch and yeah. um, we were thinking about a, a side scroller game. And uh, I mean, my dad doesn't really play video games, so it wasn't much help. But um, <laughs> I like side scroller games, but my wife yeah. actually, she said that you should do like an upright 
game because Dang. you don't need two hands. It's like it's just yeah. even more accessible. Yeah. If you're about accessibility, right. you should do it like that. And then uh, I met uh, an amazing game dev, and he's was like, "Oh, dude, that's no problem. Let's do it." No and way. so then we started working on like an infinite runner uh, game, but I wanted it to be a bit more like difficult and complex and have some more uh, mechanics for the character. And so I wanted something to fly. And so I was thinking about like types of birds or whatever. Yeah, and I was like, great. man, everything's been done. I don't want to yeah. do like pelicans or something. Like it's just like, it's hard <laughs> to find something that would be unique, but also cool. And yeah. it was actually my dad that said like, we should do bats. And I was like, oh, like maybe I will. And then uh, I thought of basic bats and I was like, so again. dude, bats are, bats are cool. I like 100%. Batman, and yep. uh, so then I kind of I rolled with it, and then actually it's funny because you mentioned music at the beginning. Mm -hmm. There was this hip hop R and B producer that I was friends with um, that posted some digital art on Instagram, and I was like, "Dude, is this your like art?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna start like posting my art more." I was like, "I didn't know you did art." He's like, "Dude, that's like other than music, it's like my biggest passion. I like love drawing and all the stuff on like the yeah. iPad on Procreate, and." I was like, dude, I need, I need an artist. I'm like, need to make a collection of NFTs. And um, so cool. he was like, dude, hell yeah, he's on board. So then I connected wow. with him and then the team kind of started coming together. Wow. And then uh, we, what we've seen a ton in NFTs over the summer is that uh, Board Ape Yacht Club and CryptoPunks and stuff, they basically yeah. used uh, random generative AI to yeah. take a uh, selection of traits and randomize them. So you can yes. take 200 traits and create 10,000 NFTs like that. Yeah. Um, but, which is amazing, especially when done well. And uh, we've seen a lot of projects do it really well, but what happened was every day, 10 new projects would come out with mm. some art from Fiverr and mm. um, some mm. generative AI. Mm. And big promises were, were creating this, doing that, and then anonymous creators, people would buy it, the collection would sell out, they'd, they'd take their million bucks, and then they'd uh, disappear and create another one. And so these were just being printed, and because yeah. NFTs were going so crazy in the summer, everyone was just making money. Yeah. Um, and then the fall came, and ETH ripped, and a couple things happened, and NFTs slowed down, and all of those projects went to nothing. Yeah, and so wow. people lost a lot of money, which yeah. was really like hard for the NFT community. Totally. It took the wind out of a lot of sales. Yeah. And um, so I thought that it'd be cool to do everything by hand and not oh. use any generative AI. Oh, wow. So wow. We, created, we created a couple hundred traits and, and gotcha. like fur types and body types and yeah. all that. And then um, we by hand curated all 6,000 bats. 6,000? Yeah, 6,000. True. So you didn't, you didn't just, uh, you didn't just pick, you know, this hairstyle, this, this, and then you just randomly smashed them together and then they, you gave them a certain rarity and some piece of code jammed them all together. You actually personally went through each one and made sure that they were um, what you wanted. We, we, no, we made one, everyone from scratch. We didn't just like yeah, edit wow. each one. We like, yeah. we like select a background and then select the fur type of the bat yeah. and then select the eyes, select the eye color, choose which mouth, which style of mouth, and then bounce it over as a new file to uh, gotcha. where we have outfits. And then we're putting on some clothes, like a watch, whatever, uh, trying to like color coordinate and make it look clean. So that okay. um, so, whether you get so, 
sorry, so so you made a bunch of attributes. So you said like something like two hundred attributes or something, and then you yeah. then handpick what this character is going to look like from your little yes. presets, like a, the, all of these yes. little presets, and then you do the next yeah. one, then the next one. Yeah, gotcha. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So obviously it took months. Yeah. Um, just curating the bats. Um, and who's doing well, that? You, also, this designer, other people, just the two of you. Like, what's it look yeah, like? Yeah, just just a couple of us. We've wow. uh, like my my wife and yep. his girlfriend. Um, sometimes when we're getting a carpal tunnel, we hand it off and then yeah, nice, nice, nice. And so they they made a bunch of them too. And um, so cool. Yeah, so I guess it was a bit of a family project. So cool. Um, yeah, it sounds like it. But yeah, it's taken a long time, but we've finally like gotten to the end and looking through them all we're so happy that it, we did it this way when um, did you start how long has it taken to now uh june or beginning june. of june i mean that's end pretty of fast. May, beginning of june i mean that's impressive you've done really well oh it's been a lot of hours when are you gonna launch um we are planning to do the pre-sale december 15th and then the public sale on december 18th <laughs> and how do you how do you get involved in the pre-sale is that an open sea thing is that your own no. website so yeah, so we, we're going to be doing the minting on our own website. It's just basicbats.io. Okay. Yep. Um, we have a, a temporary landing page right now that has our, our Discord and Twitter and a bit more information about the project. Um, but in our Discord server, we explain in the frequently asked questions how to, how to get on the there reserve you list. Um, yep. You basically just DM the BasicBats Twitter account at BasicBats, um, your wallet address, and how many bats you want, capped at 10. Um, and then we'll reserve that for your wallet address. Wow. It, uh, speaking of gas fees, costs yes. tens of thousands of dollars to reserve wallet addresses, hard-coded oh, really? into the smart contract. Yeah, but yeah, um, right. I think for especially friends and family and people that want to support us early on, yeah. uh, that's obviously it's an investment a small, price, yeah, a small yeah. price to pay. And yeah. um, that way we can create a 72 hour window where people mm-hmm. can that have bats reserved can wait till gas is optimal and um oh, yeah. then they're paying less gas fees and so they're because the volume yeah and the volume will be um limited to the 500 wallet so yep. the gas fees will stay low regardless yeah um we did some some testing um with the smart contract and mm-hmm. the the fees were like 38 39 dollars when we were mm-hmm. doing like test mints Yep. which is like I haven't paid a gas fee that low since like yeah. July. Seems um, good. So, yeah, we're really excited. I have a, a really brilliant smart contract coder um, that lives across the world and is the nicest guy and that we talk about every day. Um, True. But okay, so there's you, there's a, there's a designer, there's a smart contract, uh, smart, smart contract developer. There's also, did the you mention developer. the gaming developer yeah. at the start there? Yeah, I'll, okay, I'll tell you the team. Yeah, tell so, us the team. So um, I'm the founder and uh, the boss. And then uh, I've got King, who's the uh, executive like designer. Um, he hand drew all the traits and everything. Uh, and then there's Hayden, and he's our game dev. And then we've got Alessandro, who's our, I call him the Discord wizard. He's the one yep. that built my server, and he's, he kind of runs it. And especially yep. as we grow, he's going to be quick to reply to everyone's questions and all that. Yeah. Uh, awesome. And then I've got Sam, who kind of helps me run the business and do all like the media and content and yeah. like design, branding, all that. Yeah. And then uh, we've got Ian, who's a front end web developer out of Phoenix. Uh, he's yes, us Ian. Put we, love Ian. The we know Ian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ian's good stuff. Um, and I think am I missing anyone? I really hope not. Oh, our, our smart contract coder. The smart he's contract. A, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's out of. 
Europe, but Sick. he's yeah. uh, he's got his own project, so he's the only member of our team that's not um, posting his face everywhere just because he's focused on promoting his own thing right now, but yeah. he's uh, been really, really great to work with and doing Sick. really good work for us. Amazing. Yeah. That's incredible. So cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's impressive. I mean, so... Um, so you said it's on the Ethereum chain, right? It is. Do you have any idea, just for anyone who might be interested, what language uh, the the game is been developed in? Like what coding language? Do you know? Oh, no? I should ask it's a, Hayden. It's a technical question. That's okay. Yeah, I'd have to ask Hayden. Cause I'm not. Okay. I'm not doing the the coding, so I'm not sure. sure. That's a I mean, you've question. done a great job of bringing together, like gathering the right people to to sort of spearhead right. the project that you want to do. I think it's a very yeah. impressive trait that a lot of people don't have. Um, and it's something that nice. I, no, yeah, it's something that I think is very impressive. And, and it is, it is the essentials of business. Like that is correct. what a business is. And it's really cool that we can see, uh, you're literally creating a business inside the crypto space. And like, yeah. this is, this is the optimizing of certain resources. This is getting this skill, right. this skill, this yeah. skill, adding that much value. And then, you know, taking a revenue, which is more than that. And that's, that's basically what it's about. So, um, so it's really cool. Yeah. yeah it's interesting because have you always, you seem to have always had an interest in entrepreneurial stuff, right? You've mentioned it a couple of yeah. times here. And, and so I think it's really, um, I think it's really powerful. The fact that, uh, you can like, let's say for example, the smart contract guy and the designer guy and the game developer, um, all of those guys have inherent abilities and a lot of people look to them as like i don't know technical geniuses or whatever but yeah. look the fact is if, if you can't bring them together and create something that has some value that consumers can use then everything they do is i don't know like you, you can take what they have and just you know 10x uh the value that they can create into the world and so i think it's awesome i think what you're doing is so cool um and yeah, so we're really excited yeah, it's, it's awesome. So the best way for people to get involved is by by the sound of it, getting in the Discord. So jump onto the yep. landing page. Yeah. Uh, basicbats.io. Basicbats.io. Right? Yep. Jump into the yep. Discord, download it onto your computer or whatever you need. Jump in there and uh, you'll see what everything that's going on. Get on the pre-sale list and yep. maximum of 10. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and then, so, uh, yeah. follow the Twitter. That's the other And follow one. the Twitter. There you yeah. go. And you put yeah. in your so you put in your address um, into the you, you like in the frequently asked questions you put in your address and then that's how you reserve your um, your NFT right. essentially. It explains and it in the frequently asked questions. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You just DM the Basic Bats uh, Twitter account uh, your wallet address and how many bats you want. We're gonna cap it at 500 wallets. So True. it's first come first serve. Uh, cool. It might be full by the time you see it, but hopefully not. True. And then just. Maybe just as we finish here, just a couple of quick metaverse questions, right? So mm -hmm. we've seen recently that um, Facebook uh, have changed uh, their <laughs> name to Meta, right? Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> He's already laughing. <laughs> and so uh, my question is, do we really think that Facebook or Meta are going to really be a valuable resource or contributor to the metaverse? Or do we think, I had a really good analogy the other day, do we think it's they're creating something more like a Disneyland where it's kind of fun place to be, but it's not mm -hmm. like a profitable place for other people to build upon? Um, mm -hmm. And someone said that's the distinguishing difference between uh, yeah. something that just has a VR headset where you can go in and play with your friends or something that's yeah. actually an interoperable metaverse. Do you have any thoughts around yeah. that stuff? Yeah, I think that's a that's a good analogy. Um, the main thing about crypto and crypto native projects and NFTs is that um, decentralization is king, yeah. and you want the uh, the power to be in the hands of the holders and the investors. Yeah. And uh, it's the same with like the floor price is controlled by the people that hold the assets. It's not based on me, 
And yeah. It's not based on the, the creator of the project. Yeah. And um, that's, I mean, crypto's built on that. It's getting away from the centralization of banks and um, so much of our society. And uh, so Facebook coming in and, and taking this really sick thing and uh, basically bringing a centralized version with insane budget and whatever and to yeah. do whatever they want to do. I think a lot of people in the space obviously don't like that and um, aren't really interested or excited for it. Yeah. Um, I think the fact that everyone's talking about the metaverse and NFTs is sick and we're, mm -hmm. we're all about that. Yeah. Um, but I think we're a lot more interested in things like Sandbox or Decentraland where okay. um, these are crypto native blockchain built metaverses where you can make money. Um, yes. Like the, I've, I know a few people that bought plots of land for like $40 <laughs> and then yeah. uh, on this, on, in the sandbox metaverse or Decentraland. Decentraland, yeah. Selling them for insane amounts yeah, of money. So I, read a, like, I read a news article uh, the other day and it's, there's a guy who sold a plot of land in Decentraland, exactly what you're saying, and he sold it for 2.4 million US dollars. Yeah, I saw that. He, I don't know whether he bought it for 40, but um, that's pretty crazy, hey? And that's an example of what the metaverse is, right? Totally. It's a profitable, valuable thing for everybody who's involved. Yeah, and um, the cool thing is that a lot of NFT collections and teams and projects um, like Board API Club or HeadDAO yeah. or whatever, um, they buy plots of land and then you can yeah. build things for your brand on that land. And the only yeah. people that can yeah. access that land are people that hold your NFT. Amazing. And so then you're creating digital communities and games and stuff yeah. built in the metaverse um, that you actually own. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's there's never-ending applications and stuff. But the, the Facebook yeah. thing, I think it's just anybody that's actually crypto-native or in NFTs is just yeah. not going to be super interested. Gotcha. Uh, other the, than I guess the benefit to you then of Facebook and meta stuff is this, it's just giving people, I guess it's to the, the normies, as you said, it's just bringing, <laughs> I, I guess it's just bringing people's attention to the space, right? And then once yeah, they dive into awesome. it, they go, oh, wait, there's heaps more, there's much more deeper applications yeah. than what Meta's doing, but at least it's bringing people yeah. to the to the table. So yeah, that's for cool. Sure. <laughs> this is a question is, um, so I was thinking, okay, so let's say for example, like um, let's say for someone who doesn't want to dive in and, and mm -hmm. be a part of all of these different projects, but they think the NFT space is a valuable place to be and that there's a lot of future value there. Is, is one way to sort of still have exposure to it I think the answer is yes, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, is one way to have exposure to it to just purchase um, some underlying tokens that are used as utility tokens for the NFT projects, and then if, and then it does, you kind of mitigate the project risk. Like you're not, as you're saying, you know how a bunch of people buy all of these uh, PFP collectibles, and then mm -hmm. uh, all of a sudden it's nothing. It goes down to zero dollars, and you lose all your money. Yep. If you had have just bought Ethereum or Solana or Cardano yes. or something with that money, you're not going to see the hundred X that you might have got on some other exactly. project that went really well. But that might be a less risky way to still have exposure to it. Any thoughts around 100%. crypto? I've, and I and completely that? agree. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a, a great way to, and that's how I got into it. I, okay. Um, I got into crypto. I was just buying Ethereum and Sandbox token and a lot of these cool What's like, gaming projects. Token? So the that? Sandbox metaverse, they've got a, okay. a governance token that you can buy okay. land with the token. You can okay. operate in-game with it okay. uh, in the metaverse. And um, so that one's done super well. Is buying it at That like one's gone crazy lately, I think. Okay. Yeah. Buying wow. it at like 14 cents in February and yeah. now it's... I think like $7, so <laughs> doing super well. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that's a great way that if you don't don't feel like you have the tools to dive into yeah. Yeah. buying NFTs right away, then yeah, mitigating risk is really great. Just Ethereum, I think, is the easiest one. Ethereum, yeah. Just, yeah, the more Ethereum you own, the better. Um, and then once you feel like you're at a place where you uh, understand NFTs, then you've got the liquidity to jump in. True. Cool. And uh, and if we if we're close to wrapping up, I would say. Yes, um, I'd say so. What what kind of would your personal portfolio look in terms of NFTs and crypto? Do yeah. you have a certain allocation that you allocate towards NFTs and towards crypto? And how? Yeah. yeah. What what kind of? How do you allocate that? Yeah, I'm currently any- way overexposed to NFTs <laughs> in my portfolio. Nice. <laughs> um, but I love it. And uh, yeah, I before I was 100% crypto, and then. I think my goal was to be kind of like 50-50. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, when you're making mm-hmm. way more money flipping NFTs than, mm. than holding onto coins, I think it it gets a little too exciting, and I, I couldn't help myself. I just started converting all my coins to Ethereum and, and buying NFTs, um, which has paid off. Um, it's I've had a lot of stuff um, go to zero, and uh, I've yeah. had a lot of stuff 100x and the latter pays for the former totally. and, uh, and then some and so as long as you're making enough good calls it especially in nfts it far outweighs the bad ones yeah um, but i am going to be starting to sell some of my precious nfts that i hate selling <laughs> and um and buying some more crypto but okay. um nice yeah i'd say not good answer if I was talking to somebody new, I would say buy Bitcoin and Ethereum yeah. Uh, yeah. as like your main holdings and then yeah. allocate a percentage to some altcoins. I try to stick to the top, like 300 coins. Um, they're really, really small micro cap coins. Uh, they obviously have a lot of potential, but a lot of them rug or go to zero or uh, uh, don't perform well. And uh, some of my best performers have been like a top 100 coin that's just gone like gone up 10x in market cap. and. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a good place to start. That's good. I like it. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, before we finish, is there any uh, collectibles projects that you think you should be watching out for in the next uh, couple of months? Anything that comes to mind other than obviously Basic Bats dropping soon? Yeah, so um, Basic Bats is the, the number one. Obviously, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be minting, so it's the gotcha. cheapest. It's going to be 0.07 ETH per bat. Yep. Um, and a lot of the good collections out right now are like half an eighth floor or 0.3 or one and a half or five and so um minting is the best way to get in if you have a limited amount of money to allocate Um, but as far as solid projects that i'm invested in that are already out um i'd say probably my favorite would be ape gang okay Um, cool and then uh crypto baby punks is also an amazing derivative project um And then Wicked Craniums is also great. Um, Gutter Cat Gang is also sick. Sick. Um, That's great. What else do I like? <laughs> I have I have a lot. I'm I'm just yeah, Jory cool. Davies on OpenSea. You can check out my wallet. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> I think you've got an Instagram too, right? Jory.eth is like oh, yeah, where you're posting I post some of the right? stuff I buy, your purchases yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then you oh, update it when a... you sell them, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah cool. true. Yeah, I just got a uh, I'm a fur from Sartoshi. <laughs> Um, which is really dope. Um, he's That's sick. Nice. All right. Anything else? Oh, well, I just think I, uh, the sillier the name, the better the crypto, obviously. Like, no, I think that is definitely how it works. Yeah, yeah. Definitely how it works. For sure. 
Any other thoughts, Dude, Joey? Anything? How do people f- find you personally? I guess it would be interesting to know. My, I think my handle everywhere is just Jory Davies or uh, Jory.eth. Um, yep. But on Instagram, Twitter, they're probably the main ones. Yeah, just Jory Davies. Yeah, great. Yep. Man. Cool. Done. Yeah, man. Dude, and go check out Basic Bats. And Basic Bats, get on it. It's a mobile app. Yes, that's sir. so cool. Um, that's actually so sick. When can someone... Oh, when dude, do you I didn't even... There's something really important I didn't tell you. Okay, go. More like, I mean, all this info is on the Discord and on the website, basicbats.io yes. and stuff. But we're basically creating a... Uh, so there's the 6,000 NFTs. And then we're 3D rendering every single one into a playable game character. So the NFT that you own will be actually the character in the game that you get to play. Um, and then we're creating a competitive community leaderboard and all of your scores will save if you're playing with a bat that you own. And um, we're going to be splitting $1,000 in ETH every single week among the top five players on the leaderboard. Um, and so it'll be a way for people to earn money just by being good at a game instead of yeah, great. needing That's a great following intended. and all that. Yeah. And can you only play if you have uh, one of the NFTs or can you, can you play without um, the NFT? Yeah, we're going to have kind of two versions of the game, two buttons. It'll yep. be play for fun and then play to earn. And so yeah. play for fun, it'll just be a stock yeah. bat. Um, your personal score will save, but no leaderboard and no money and prizes and stuff. And um, then if you do play to earn, it'll just ask for your code that we'll uh, have generated on your on our website. That'll be your code that you get to match True. your bat. And then the game will launch with your character. Right, it was smart leaving this to the end because it's like watch video till end for the exclusive yeah. content. <laughs> yeah, You're, a exactly. genius. You're a marketing genius. Um, <laughs> and so when do you think the game would be on my phone so that I could play it? Any thoughts? Yeah, so we're, we're nearing beta. Um, okay. The Apple developer program is pretty painful. Um, yes. So getting it onto app stores is partially up to them. Yeah. Um, but ideally by the end of January. And, okay, um, great. And then we're going to be working hard 3D rendering all the characters and, and getting yep. it on there. But the 500 pre-sale spots, um, all the people with those wallets uh, hard-coded yep. in the smart contract are going to get first access to the beta of the game as well. Nice. Nice. Sick. Mm-hmm. I love it. First Great. quarter of next year, January, hopefully, we'll be on there playing it. Uh, I'll have to get a pre-sale so I can play before anyone else. Yep. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. We'll have to do that. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks uh, for coming. Uh, what yeah, time thanks is for it having me. Right what time is it? Is uh, it late? It's 1.45 in the afternoon. Okay, that's perfect. Well, thank you so much um, for jumping yeah, on. Thanks, I'm guys. sorry that it's gone a bit over time. And to be honest, no, we probably good. covered half the content that we wrote down. <laughs> Literally. Um, <laughs> but it's been great. And I'm sure we could do it again. Um, and yeah, so have a great deal. day. And yeah, uh, so, yeah, thanks. We'll talk to you in a okay. couple of months when you're a multi, multi-millionaire. So, uh, <laughs> okay, <yeah>. deal. <laughs> Sounds good. Bye, guys. Thanks.